Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022, and welcome back in to the Locked on Orioles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we're going to learn a little bit more about two more Orioles minor league signings, a couple of veteran guys into their 30s who the Orioles brought in on minor league deals. First, we're going to talk about Buddy Bauman, a 34-year-old left-hander who had actually retired in 2019 to go into coaching, but the Orioles signed him back to help the bullpen at the minor league level. Then we're going to talk about Bo Taylor, a 32-year-old catcher who has been in the big leagues a little bit, but the O's brought in on a minor league deal to bring another veteran into the minor league system. Then at the end of the pod, we'll talk a little news and notes on both the Orioles and baseball in general that came out on Tuesday. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's talk about some minor league signings. But first, just want to thank you for making Locked On Orioles your first listen of the day. Locked On Orioles is free and available on all podcast listening platforms. And we're also free and available on YouTube now as well. So if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. That really helps out. Like, comment on the videos as well. That really, really helps out the pod. And if you're just a regular audio listener, hey, continue to follow, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Leave a rating and a review there if you can. That really helps out the pod. But we are back to five days a week. It's the only O's pod out there bringing you episodes Monday through Friday. So uh, we really appreciate you for continuing to stick with us here in the offseason. We are so close now to opening day. But again, just did want to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first listen of the day. And maybe for your second listen today, you check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey Crosby is the host over there, and he does some great stuff covering all things prospects. And hey, he does talk about the O's over there, because guess what? This might be the best system in baseball. So check out Locked On MLB Prospects if you're looking for another Major League Baseball pod. But back on this podcast, we're talking minor league signings today. And we're going to start with Buddy Bauman. And really, the two guys we talk about today, there's honestly a good chance neither of them play in the bigs for the Orioles this year. But there always is that chance, as we saw in 2021. A lot of different guys got to the big leagues with the Orioles. So let's start with who Buddy Bauman is. Well, he's a 34-year-old left-hander who was originally a seventh-round selection by the Kansas City Royals in 2009. It's been a while since he got drafted. Five foot eleven left-handed pitcher Bauman, who has never been, you know, a hard-throwing lefty and has never been a fantastic Major League Baseball player, but he's been in the big leagues multiple different times, and that counts for something. He was bouncing through the Kansas City Royals system, never got to the bigs with them, and then went to San Diego, and with the Padres, he got to the bigs in 2016, pitched nine and two-thirds innings that year, to a 3.72 ERA. Got back to the bigs with the Padres in 2017. A little more work, 17 and two-thirds innings, 2.55 ERA. Was in the big leagues with the Padres again in 2018 and pitched a little bit for the Mets in 2018 as well. Just three and a third innings, though, in that season. And that was the last time he was in the bigs was 2018. Now, Bauman 
also has pitched in the minor leagues since then. He pitched in the minors in 2019, but he also pitched in a little independent ball in 2019. But at the end of that season, he announced he was retiring. You know, he was in his early 30s and he hadn't gotten back to the bigs in a little bit and maybe just thought it was done for him. In terms of, you know, what kind of pitcher he is on the mound, at least in terms of stuff, again, it's not a flame-throwing left-handed pitcher. He's throwing 88 miles an hour, 89 miles an hour. He was averaging about 89 when we have that last big league data from 2018. So you would think it's probably around there now. He was throwing his fastball a lot, like a lot, a lot, like 80% of the time a lot. He was a fastball heavy guy. He threw a slider in there. It was about 84 miles an hour. He threw that pitch about 15%. And then he didn't throw his changeup in 2018, but in 16 and 17, it was about a 5% changeup guy, just a a third pitch to toss in there, but really a fastball slider left-hander. And in terms of the stuff, if you want to kind of visualize a a guy to to put him next to, kind of reminds me of of Nick Vespi a little bit stuff-wise because, you know, Vespi doesn't throw the hardest from the left side, but even though he throws about 90 miles an hour, he's got a sweeping slider and it's a good pitch. However, Bowen throws a lot more fastballs and, you know, is still able to get guys out with that pitch. But once he retired, he actually got a coaching job in the Angel system and was a pitching coach at the rookie ball level in 2020. Of course, the season was canceled, but they kept him around and he had that job in 2021. So the question kind of becomes, why are the Orioles signing a guy who was just coaching for two years Hasn't played in the minors since 2019. Hasn't been in the bigs since 2018. Well, number one, he probably wanted to come back. But number two, obviously he was working on something this offseason. And obviously the Orioles saw something there that could help this team. And again, you know, it's an 89-mile-per-hour fastball from the left side. But, you know, we really don't have a lot of info on what has changed for him because... He hasn't been on a field since 2019. So it's about the kind of work he put in. So this is something where you kind of just have to blindly trust Mike Elias and his crew that they saw something or maybe heard something or whatever it may be about what Bauman was doing throughout his time as a coach or you know during COVID or whatever it might have been that he was ready to make one more run at it. And, you know, we'll see. You know, haven't gotten a chance to, to see him pitch at all really yet since the Orioles brought him in, but... Could be something, could be nothing. It's a minor league deal. It's obviously low risk, but we will see if the 34-year-old still has some gas left in that tank for his left arm. But we will talk about another older minor league signing that the Orioles brought in. But speaking of older, you know, every year you get older and every year you make New Year's resolutions. And every year by this point in March, you've probably given up on them. But if you've tried Built Bar, maybe you haven't because Built Bar is the candy bar that's delicious but is good for you. That's the great part. You know, it's got just 130 calories. It's got just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein in these bars, but they taste good too. So it's not that weird chalky, you know, just gross regular protein bar taste. No, no, no. It tastes like you're eating a candy bar. Then you remember, wait, this is healthy for me. As well, and it's got all the delicious flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and white chocolate cookies and cream. That's the newest flavor, as well. So, to get your hands on some of these delicious and nutritious built bars, 
Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So for the Orioles, you know, Buddy Bauman, an older minor league free agent that they brought in, same goes with Bo Taylor, who they also brought in just a couple weeks ago on a minor league deal. And this is another guy who I don't see Bo Taylor playing in the big leagues at all with the Orioles this year. I would give Bauman a better chance, definitely, than Bo Taylor. But he's depth for the Orioles. 32-year-old catcher, left-handed hitter, uh, who the Orioles brought in on a minor league deal. Fifth-round pick of the Oakland Athletics out of UCF back in 2011. And just like Bauman, has gotten a little bit of time in the big leagues in his career. For Bo Taylor, he got to the bigs in 2018 with the Oakland Athletics, ended up playing in just seven games that season, got six plate appearances. He was one for five. So not much, obviously. Then in 2019, he got back to the big leagues with Oakland originally, and then with Toronto as well for one game. Again, not many stats to to go off of. He played 11 games. He had 30 plate appearances. He did play a little bit with Cleveland, actually, in the shortened season in 2020. Seven games with Cleveland. Uh, he had 24 plate appearances. He hit 048. Not exactly known for the offense, but here's kind of the interesting thing. You know, he just turned 32 in February. He spent 2021 in AAA with the Cincinnati Reds. And he just continues to stick around because of his defense. Now, He's had some good offensive years in his past. You go back to 2012 in high A with Oakland. I mean, he hit 328 that year. And, uh, you know, the offense looked like it was humming along. You go to 2016 in Oakland in double A, 95 games. He hit 280. He had a 129 WRC plus. He was, he was really good that season. 2017 in Oakland between double A and triple A. I mean, the bat was there. He was over a 300 hitter for a while. Now, it hasn't translated at all since going to the big leagues, but what at least did happen in 2019 is he was still a pretty good AAA hitter. He played 62 games for the A's in AAA. He had a 118 WRC+. Plus. He had eight homers, hit 257, had a 408 on base. He can still handle the bat. Now, he hasn't shown it at all at the major league level, but he's shown it at the minor league level. Now, those numbers did go down the last time we saw him because he was in AAA with the Louisville Bats, the Cincinnati Reds affiliate, in 2021, and he never got to the big leagues. But he played 75 games in AAA with Cincinnati, 234 plate appearances, so a solid sample size. Hit 232, 339 on base, 333 slugging, and 87 WRC+. Plus. Had just the four home runs on the season. So the bat in AAA was not what it was the past couple of years in AAA with Oakland and Toronto the couple of years before that, but he's still a pretty good defensive catcher, and it was really one bad offensive AAA year. And when you look at what he's done throughout his career, which, again, not crazy impressive. I mean, he's a guy who's gotten a couple of cups of coffee in the big leagues and been kind of a career minor leaguer, and he's still around at 32, but there's a reason why a guy is still around at 32 and still getting contracts from teams, and there's a, a reason why the Orioles still decided to bring in Bo Taylor on a minor league deal. Obviously, they're looking for catching depth, uh, looking for just kind of a, a body to help out catching-wise with Adley Rutschman going down for a few weeks. But, uh, you know, maybe they have something here. I'm not saying they will get him back to the big leagues, but maybe they have some solid 
minor league depth here. I mean, in terms of the framing numbers and stuff like that, it's tough to see because, you know, he only has 146 big league innings in his career and his framing value is basically league average. And, you know, the defensive run saved, all the defensive metrics put him about league average. But again, it's 146 innings for a catcher. That is about as small a sample size as you can have. So you can't really put a lot of stock into that for Bo Taylor. But the reputation is pretty good defensive catcher. Bat is better than you think. The defense has kept him around. But, you know, the bat surprises you. It's not a power bat, but he can kind of spray the ball to all fields and can at least hold his own at the AAA and AA level, but obviously it hasn't really happened in the big leagues yet. But that's the thing. I don't think the Orioles are going to need to use Bo Taylor at the big leagues this year. I think at best, he's AAA catching depth for the Orioles and a guy who has been in the bigs and has worked with a lot of good pitchers and can work with the Orioles' young pitchers probably in Norfolk this year. And even if he doesn't stick around the whole year, here's the thing about these minor league signings. You know, they're the lowest risk possible. And you stick a guy in AAA for a little bit, and however he helps your organization, he helps your organization. And if he just helps the Orioles by playing in 25 games in Norfolk this year, mentoring some young catchers, mentoring, you know, helping with a young pitching staff, helping uh, catch a young staff, and grabs you a couple of hits, that's fine to bring in a guy like Bo Taylor to do that. They're probably expecting a little more out of Buddy Bauman since he's a pitcher, and, you know, they think something's left in the tank because he's been coaching for the last two years, but... For Taylor, you know, he just spent a whole year at AAA, held his own with Cleveland, you know, played in in a solid amount of games, obviously got almost 250 plate appearances in 2021 in a, a pretty good minor league system that has a lot of talent in Cleveland. So he is still a worthwhile baseball player to have in your system and to at least have in AAA, and that's what the Orioles are going to have. And just like Bauman and Taylor, you know, I think if they do stick around, they both probably start the season in AAA Norfolk as depth pieces, but... You know, you never know. And and because he has big league experience, maybe if there were some sort of injury, and obviously the Orioles behind Rutschman, you know, now have Chirinos and obviously brought in Jacob Nottingham and Anthony Benboom on minor league deals. But if there were some injuries and one of those guys opted out or whatever it may be, maybe the O's would take Bo Taylor over a guy like Brett Cumberland or something if they just needed an emergency catcher for, for two weeks in the big leagues because of an injury or something. Because he has that experience in the bigs, that's nice to at least just have that in your system. But again, you know, there's not as much to, to go through these two guys, but just wanted to give updates on, on Bauman and Taylor because they are entering the Orioles system and, you know, we'll see how they can help even with just being, you know, both 30 plus and have been around the game for a while and have both played in the big leagues with multiple different organizations. It can just help to have that in camp with your younger guys. And maybe at the very least, that's what it helps uh, for the Orioles this season. But we, uh, we've got a little bit of Orioles news and notes and MLB news and notes to get to in just a second as we wrap up here. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens because, you know, a lot of people ask, what is this stuff? Now, I had a lot of questions about Athletic Greens, but, you know, it makes you just feel better at times and, and you feel like you're putting something healthy into your body. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally everything feels like it helps. Now you can incorporate it into your life in any way you want and, you know, Maybe you want to want to help out your family members, send it to your family members, tell people about it, how it can help. But 
you know, Athletic Greens, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, or, or just you're not on a diet, but you want to add in Athletic Greens, it can fit in any diet. And, you know, it costs you less than $3 a day. It's not a super big investment to start taking Athletic Greens and start helping yourself out. So that's what you can do. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So before we do wrap up here today, a little bit of, of Orioles news and notes and maybe Major League Baseball news and notes coming out on Tuesday. Now, Tuesday was the day uh, that was the deadline for teams and players to come to an agreement via arbitration numbers if the teams and players did not come Two deals by Tuesday that uh, they go to file and trial true arbitration. And the Orioles had three players on the list. It was Tanner Scott, John Means, and Trey Mancini. And they are going to have to go to an arbitration trial with John Means and Trey Mancini. Now, an arbiter is going to have to come in, look at the cases, look at the stats, look at the 2021 seasons for both of those players, and decide how much money Means and Mancini should make for the 2022 season in arbitration. Now, MLB Trade Rumors put out its projections for these players, and they project Trey Mancini to make about $7.9 million. They project John Means to make about $3.1 million. So if the John Means number is right, it's surprising that the Orioles are having to go to the trial here with John Means because he is worth way more than $3 million, and so the Orioles must have filed low here. Trey Mancini, you can see why, just because the Orioles don't have anybody who's making that much money. And if he does make that much money, he'd be the highest paid Oriole once again here in 2022. But this doesn't mean, you know, these players are getting released or traded or anything. It just means they need a third party to come in and decide how much money they will make in arbitration in 2022. Now, the Orioles had already agreed with Anthony Santander for $3.15 million, Jorge Lopez for $1.5 million, and Paul Fry for $850,000 before the lockout. And the only other player who was arbitration eligible was Tanner Scott, and the Orioles and Scott did come to an agreement on Tuesday afternoon. Tanner Scott will make $1.05 million for pitching out of the Orioles' bullpen in 2022. So that is your very exciting Orioles arbitration updates. Again, John Means and Trey Mancini will go to a third party to decide how much money they make in 2022. In terms of some maybe a little more exciting Orioles stuff, obviously there was another spring training game on Tuesday. Of course, we had Zach Silver, Orioles beat writer for MLB.com on the podcast on Tuesday to talk about a lot about spring training in general, but specifically Monday's spring training game as well. Make sure to go back and listen to that one. But 
The Orioles got another spring training win on Tuesday, 10-9 over the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was televised on MLB TV and AT&T Sportsnet if you checked it out. But some of the highlights from that one, John Means, we saw him for the first time this season. He went six up six down in the first two innings. There was two scoreless innings, three up, three down in the first. He did give up four runs and only record one out in the third inning, but he talked about how, you know, after the game, the results aren't really important. He was really working on his curveball specifically in that third inning and wasn't focusing as much on, you know, using all his pitches and getting guys out. More so was trying to really work that curveball in specifically. That obviously had something to do with uh, some pitches getting hit around. We did see Dean Kramer have a pretty uh, pretty good appearance. Two innings out of the bullpen, one run, three hits, two Ks, and a walk. He got himself in and out of some jams. The stuff looked good. He's rocking the man bun with the long hair now, so maybe man bun Dean Kramer is new Dean Kramer after his struggles in 2021, and he can uh, bring it back in 2022. Probably the biggest positive out of any Orioles pitcher was Felix Bautista. By the time he came in the game in the eighth, there was not a lot of big leaguers in the Pirates lineup anymore. Not that there is anyway. Haha, <laughs> got him. Uh, but he went one, two, three with two strikeouts. He was throwing 97 on top of the hill. Um, it's impressive. And I think Bautista has a solid shot to make the Orioles opening day roster out of the bullpen. Really, really big Felix Bautista fan. In terms of the hitters who got some stuff done today, it was another two-hit day for Ramon Arias, who still continues to mash the ball in spring training. Kyle Stowers hit a two-run homer that was 108 miles per hour off the bat, so that was pretty impressive. Uh, Ryland Bannon, two for two with a couple RBIs. He homered in this game as well. Yusniel Diaz had a hit and a walk as well, so uh, some nice little stat lines from some of the Orioles guys in a 10-9 win over the Pirates in spring training on Tuesday. Now, there is a Wednesday game for the Orioles, and uh, they will be playing against the Yankees. It's televised on Yes. You can watch it for free on MLB TV. Kyle Bradish getting the start for a 6.35 p.m. Eastern time start in that one. It'll be good to see Bradish back on the hill for the Orioles. And then a little more news and notes from Major League Baseball before we get going. It uh, looks like the players and the owners have agreed to uh, a couple of things either coming back or changing further for the 2022 season. One of them is it looks like officially we're getting the uh, zombie runner rule in extra innings back. So the runner on second will still be implemented in extra innings in the 2022 season. We'll see what happens beyond this year, uh, but the players seem to like it enough speeding up the game. I'm a fan of that rule as well. I think it gets immediate action in extra innings. And I'm not really sure we need to have these 16-inning games. I like the excitement. Listen, it's just like a lot of other sports. Hockey goes to overtime, immediately becomes three-on-three three when it's usually five-on-five. Five. Then they go to a shootout. Soccer goes to a penalty shootout. You know, even the... NBA has, you know, a different timing rules for overtime. You know, the NFL goes to if you score a touchdown, you win. And, uh, you know, if you get a field goal, the other team gets the ball. College football, you know, ball gets put at the 25 and teams go back and forth possessing the ball. You have all these sports where the rules change in overtime. I think it's perfectly fine that baseball does it as well. I've liked this rule and I'm happy to see it continue. They've also implemented the Shohei Otani rule, which is now a starting pitcher may stay in the game as the DH after he has left the mound. So that is huge for days in which Otani is the starting pitcher for the Angels. He can stay in the game as the designated hitter after he is removed as the pitcher without, you know, basically jumping through a bunch of hoops lineup wise to keep him in that lineup and burning the DH. That's definitely 
a big rule change there. And then the last one from Major League Baseball and the players is for the month of April this season, rosters will be 28 players. Of course, usually a 26-man roster, but rosters will be 28 players for April. A lot of this has to do with uh, just keeping guys fresh, knowing that with the lockout, the shortened spring training, there'll be a lot of pitchers who won't be quite ramped up yet, trying to avoid injury issues. So it will be 28 players for the entire month of April, which means two extra players can make the Orioles opening day roster. Obviously, you got to change some of your opening day roster predictions now because there'll be two extra players. Uh, I haven't seen anything if they're going to cap it at 14 position players and 14 pitchers or if they'll let you do 15 of one uh, and 13 of the other. We will see if they do that. I'm pretty sure the Orioles would carry 15 pitchers and 13 position players if that were the case. But once it becomes May, it'll go back to 26. Of course, remember, they did something similar in 2020. Started the year with 30 players, then went down to 28, and then down to 26. But I like that they're doing the 28. Uh, helps guys maybe avoid some injury early in the season. But that's all the updates uh, that we've got for you here, news and notes. But I uh, hope you learned a little bit about some more Orioles minor league signings and Buddy Bauman, Bo Taylor. Again, don't expect either of them in the big leagues, but you could be seeing them if you're watching some Orioles minor league games and uh, watching some spring training here as well. As Bo Taylor did get a hit uh, in Tuesday's spring training game against the Pirates. So that's going to do it for today's episode. We're back tomorrow once again. Of course, we are back to daily here on the podcast actually have a really exciting episode coming up tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss this. We're getting two of the great baseball minds from Driveline coming on the podcast to talk specifically about their work with Dylan Tate this offseason. The Orioles' right-handed reliever spent a lot of time at Driveline this offseason, not only working on his stuff and his velocity, but also his mechanics. And they looked a lot at a lot of it biomechanically, which is really interesting. And we're going to look at it from all different angles, how they worked with Dylan Tate this offseason, and why this could be the breakout year for Tate, where he maybe becomes an elite reliever in Major League Baseball. So that's a really fun conversation coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.